2: out there this is betty joe tucker speaking to you during the second week of september 2011 and thanking you for tuning in to movie attic headquarters our topic today is early oscar buzz and i know what some of you might be thinking it's way too early to start talking about this year's oscar race But the buzz surrounding potential Oscar nominations is already in the air. And that's why we've invited four film critics who have their fingers on the pulse of the movie world to tell us which movies and actors they've noticed being mentioned the most frequently as potential nominees. I should add a disclaimer here, because we'll be talking about movies, some of us, probably most of us, haven't even seen yet, Our goal is simply to let listeners know about the Oscar buzz zooming around certain films and performances now. However, I hope we'll also have time to find out which films already released are the best ones of the year, according to our distinguished panel, which includes Richard Jack Smith, Diana Sanger, James Cold Harrison, and A.J. Hockery. Diana, James, and A.J. are regular guests on our show, so they need very little introduction but this is Richard's first visit to Movie Attic Headquarters, and he's joining us all the way from South Wales. Richard's top 100 movies are included in the book, Magical Movie Moments. He contributes to the Neath Town Community Magazine, the Link Newsletter, and, most recently, I'm proud to say, to Real Talk Movie Reviews. Richard, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters. Hi, Betty Jo. <laughs> It's great to have you on our show. And of course, uh, uh, the topic of the day is really one uh, that um, I owe uh, to you because of the article that, the wonderful article that you've written for uh, Real Talk Movie Reviews. So thank you very much for that. And we're also happy when Diana can be with us. She's the entertainment editor for San Diego's East County Gazette, plus the founder of two of my favorite film sites, Classic Movie Guide and Review Express. Hi, Diana. Hi, Betty Jo. Nice to be here again. Well, we love having you with us, Diana, and that goes for your San Diego colleague, too. James is the premier film critic for La Jolla Village News, and he's written the complete history of the early Hollywood studios. Welcome back to Movie Attic Headquarters, James. Well, Betty Joe, this is James Cole Harrison out in beautiful La
3: Jolla, California.
2: Oh, and you always I, have to make us jealous. I bet it's just it is beautiful out there today it's It's
3: beautiful every day, but don't anybody come here because it's too crowded.
2: Okay, we'll pass (laughs) that along to all of our friends and and listeners. And it's always fun to have you on our show, James. We feel the same way about A.J., also known as the Mad Movie Man. He's the founder of Passport Cinema, and although he's contributed to various film sites, he's taking time off now to finish writing a book about horror movies, his favorite genre. Thanks for being on our show again, A.J.,
1: Always glad to be on Betty Joe and I hope your other guests will agree with me that this year at the Oscars, this is the year that Mr. Popper's Penguin sweeps. I, I have a good feeling about this. <laughs>
2: I'm I'm rooting for that one. You know that. You mean <laughs> oh, yeah, sweeps out in the lobby? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know you're. I know you're. You're pulling my leg, but I. But I did enjoy that film. I. I know it doesn't have a, a chance, and you know what? But I'm glad you mentioned it, and we are glad that you're here. It, and it goes without saying how glad I am that uh, our producer Nikki Starr and co-host Jazz Shah are here to help with the show. Nikki, are all systems go in the chat room? Yes, they are, and we are ready. Excellent. Thanks to the people who signed up to participate and to our other listeners, and thanks also to Jazz for being here to co-host. Jazz, why don't you get the ball rolling, and um, what would you like to know about the early Oscar buzz?
4: I'll, I'll try, Betty Joe, although... James makes me kind of sad talking about California. We're out here in New York, and we we just finished yet another century flood in this area, and most of the entire uh, area is underwater still right now since last week.
3: uh, So we're
4: jealous of you, James. Um, you know, we I have not had the privilege of talking to Richard before, so so we should probably start with Richard. Um yeah. we're, we're going to skip right over my favorite category Richard would which of course would be, you know, the the technical awards and go to the ones that more people talk about because they're not such geeks. Um <laughs> let's start with best actor. Uh best performance uh lead actor uh who are you
5: hearing so far? Oh, a number of names, actually. Um, you've got uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. There's some early buzz for him, for J. Edgar, the, which is the Clint Eastwood film, where he plays FBI director J. Edgar Hoover. You've also got Michael Shannon, who was a previous nominee for Revolutionary Road, as a supporting role. That's in Take Shelter. There's also George Clooney, the <laughs> eponymous George Clooney, is always appearing in these uh, awards. Um, these. uh the Descendants, which is uh, the Alexander Payne movie, he hasn't made a movie since Sideways, uh, which I rather enjoyed. Um, I, it had to grow on me a little bit, though, but uh, I love it. Yeah. That. Oh. yeah. <laughs> Apart from that, I, actually, there's a film coming out this Friday, which I'm going to see, called Tinker, Tailor, Soldier, Spy, with Gary Oldman, which uh, I think, because he's never been nominated before, he could possibly get some good ink and, and you know, in, in the reviews and on uh, Rotten Tomatoes and all those other sites. I've been hearing good things so far. Um, okay, what, let's what about, a round
4: of Well yeah one more, go ahead.
5: Oh I was just gonna say um, what what uh, actors have you been hearing about um if any <laughs> for this, oh, uh, this award
4: I, I'm not going to poison the well this early because we have too many professionals here, uh, particularly with AJ waiting and and champing it a bit because anyone I say he's going to disagree with. But we we should <laughs> go with the ladies first rule now. Now that we've introduced you and ask uh, Diana if she's in line with that or uh, has some different opinions.
6: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I'm I'm not a fortune teller, and <laughs> it's hard to predict. I mean, you're um, not.
2: I always no. thought you were. That's why I invited <laughs> yeah. you on the show. <laughs>
6: You know, certainly, uh, you know, definitely some of the ones that Richard mentioned. You know, I mean, Leonardo—he's—he's he's certainly a possibility. Um, the um, Ides of March is getting good, good buzz for Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Um, yeah. What else? Um, I'm sorry, folks, but I didn't care for The Tree of Life, so.
5: There's my opinion oh, about that one. I've actually just ordered that on DVD from Germany, actually. Yeah? So uh, I haven't seen that yet, but I've got good feeling about it. But you didn't like it.
6: No, I didn't.
5: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's, very, it's a very, you know, it, people are split on whether it's good and whether it's not good. <laughs> but, well, the actual uh,
6: story was good, but then they throw in the, all the um, Discovery stuff, the moon, the stars, the star. you know, it's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And that's the Brad Pitt Brad Pitt uh, film? Yes. That um, is I, Brad I, Pitt.
6: Yep. I, I think um, Tom Hardy for The Warrior will probably be nominated. He was very good in that.
5: Yeah, that's a film I'm looking forward to seeing. That's coming out uh, in the U.K. Um, in about, I think, next week, actually. Yeah. And I there's think Paul Damati
6: was really good in Win-Win, but that was so early in the year that that will probably be way forgotten by the time we see all these big Oscar movies.
5: Yeah,
4: that's that, that's got. Isn't that part of the problem all the time? People try to rush out the ones they think are Oscar worthy towards the end of the year, and if somebody puts one out that we go to see in the spring, you know, sometimes it seems like they do get forgotten about. Um, you know, I, yeah. James is so polite. I, I guess we'll, we'll let him wait and and uh, and have AJ jump in, and you know, g- give us. Yeah, I'm sure there's a horror film in there that somebody missed, AJ.
6: <laughs> I, I
1: don't know. Though. A lot of the horror movies this year, even the ones I like, aren't necessarily you know known for their acting. And you know, and you know, just like Diana, I'm not a fortune teller. I am notoriously off on my predictions, be it for like awards categories or for box office. This is why I don't go gambling. Because what I say goes or doesn't go, it usually does go the opposite way. But uh, at least this this time I don't seem to be alone. You know, a lot of the ones that I picked uh, have been mentioned. Uh, my big two were uh, Ryan Gosling for The Eyes of March and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio for uh, J. Edgar. But also I've uh, heard maybe a little bit of a dark horse buzz for Ryan Gosling for Drive, which I've heard a lot of good things about. And then maybe just as uh, – he may, he may not win, but just as a nomination, uh, maybe Brad Pitt for Moneyball. It looks like a good acting and story-driven movie, and he looks like that's one that he could uh, headline pretty good. Yeah, I, I was, was at was Comic-Con,
6: right. and everyone going up and down the escalators was talking about Drive and Ryan, and they were all positive comments, so that was kind of surprising.
4: Yeah, I read a I'm review about we, that one. I have a lot of hopes for Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy, I, I will just say. I, uh, I, I'm i going to get out there and see that the first weekend because it, it really does look good. Um, James, how about you? One, one last shot to jump in there before I take up the whole show.
3: Uh, okay. Uh, uh, possibly uh, Johnny Depp in The Rum Diary. It's coming out late. Uh, Yay. late in October. And that's Betty Joe's boyfriend, by the way. he's <laughs> <laughs> still my heart. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to mention Brad Pitt in uh, Moneyball. I, I was going to call it Gumball, but it's Moneyball. Or it's about <laughs> a, base, a baseball guy. And also my favorite this year is uh, Nick Nolte in Warrior. I thought oh. he did a fantastic job. I'm not sure which category he would fit into, whether it's supporting. He's supporting. He's supporting. Uh, well, he's got star billing, so it's, you know, one of those dicey situations where if he will make out better and the best supporting, then they'll put him into that category. But anyway, he was excellent oh. in, in that film, I thought. The best he was I've seen. Yeah, very good. Yeah.
0: Okay, did, before,
4: you know, I, I want... Betty joe has got some really uh, good topics to hit, but does anybody want to jump in uh, as far as supporting actor? Because that's one that I, oh. I I always have a lot of sympathy for supporting actor.
2: James. I wanted you know, if so I. I... Before before going to that I wanted to uh say that I I was really, really glad to hear uh, Leonardo DiCaprio uh get a number of mentions and also Johnny Depp and I I was thinking just look at those those two guys. I mean at the nominations that they've they've had and at the wonderful performances they've had. I think both of them have been nominated maybe three times and uh they don't they never make it, you know. I, I think possibly it might be DiCaprio's year, and I haven't even seen uh, J. Edgar yet. But just the fact that he's working, isn't he working with uh, Clint Eastwood? I think Clint yes, Eastwood, right. Clint yeah. Eastwood yeah. Is, is directing J. Edgar. I think, and I just hated to see him bypassed for the aviator and blood Diamond and what was the other one? Who's who's eating Gilbert uh Gilbert grape. grape, yeah. Yeah, and then poor Johnny Depp here. I mean I think he could be nominated for uh that last Pirates of the Caribbean because Jack Sparrow was on the on the screen more than more than ever and he did get nominated <laughs> for the first one for playing that character. But look at Sweeney Todd Finding Neverland and um and then of course the the first Jack uh Sparrow in the first Pirates movie, but he's had so many wonderful performances that he wasn't nominated for. Edward Scissorhands, Public Enemies, Alice in Wonderland, Secret Window, which is my favorite, Sleepy Hollow, and the list goes on and on. So... Although I think it might be DiCaprio's uh, year, I wouldn't be disappointed at all. As you know, James if my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Well, my I know boyfriend Depp, did get <laughs> nomination and actually win. We're not really talking about today who's who's going to win. Just where where is the where is the buzz? So so anyway, that's my two cents and Jazz. I'm so sorry to interrupt, but before you went to supporting, I wanted to make sure that I. I got um, got to talk a little bit about DiCaprio and Johnny Depp. So go well, ahead. Well, of
4: course, you, you you've got to sneak your boyfriends in there, and you know they, they don't qualify as boyfriend in my case. But number one, the obvious <laughs> disappointment, and I know it was just right on the tip of AJ's tongue. Uh, nobody suggested James Franco for Rise of the Planet of the Apes, which was a big disappointment. Uh, <laughs> but uh, when uh, so, somebody here surely knows the answer to this question, when is the new Sherlock Holmes film going to debut? December like Christmas time okay now December I don't know I is, is, is that just is that just going to be
5: out of contention is that not an Oscar type film as far as uh, that's least, a you know, because that's when the Academy members see the uh, see the most films uh, during the December period you know and that's when they start yeah so uh, I, was,
4: I was kind of wondering if that might happen. December 16th there you go so I, right. you know I, I have high hopes for that film I don't know about a best actor thing but I, I certainly enjoyed the first one so, yeah, let's move on and, and go in uh, reverse order. Uh, James, you were talking last, um, you know, who, who's getting the, uh, the the heavy lighting right now, if you will, for a supporting actor?
3: Uh, well, again, I mentioned Nick Nolte, and he'll probably be put into that category. And uh, I was also impressed with uh, young Tom Hardy, who was also in Warrior. But, again, uh, I'm not sure which category he would be in. He was excellent in that. Uh, okay, well, part, there's
1: yeah. a couple of good choices.
3: Yeah, yeah. I can't think of anybody else right at the moment. I'm sort of caught off guard, but... Uh,
4: there you go. Well,
3: we'll AJ, is
4: never, AJ is never caught off guard. Uh, I, I know you have a good pick for us, AJ. <laughs> uh,
1: I, I don't know. This one, usually the busiest category is best supporting actor, you know, just in terms of, like, all the choices that are out there, and it's usually the one where there's... The most suspense because there's a lot of good people to choose from, all of whom deserve it. Uh, This year, I have a feeling that the best supporting actor might be uh, dominated by somebody from the Ides of March because just look at that supporting cast. You know, you have Ryan Gosling in the lead, but in supporting, you have Philip Seymour Hoffman, you have Paul Giamatti, and you have George Clooney himself. You know, he's directing it, and I believe he co wrote the movie too. And he's acting in it, so I think that uh, the Best Supporting Actor, not only, or maybe one or more of those guys will get nominated. I'm pretty sure one of them might win, even.
4: Oh, well, there you go. Uh, Diana, I, I know you are just dying to jump in and suggest uh, Mr. Lithgow from Rise of the Planet of the Apes, but I'll let you take it away.
6: Oh, I wanted him so bad.
2: Actually, <laughs> I have an off-the-wall
6: off choice. It's um, Let me find his name here. Uh, from the debt, um, Jesper Christensen, who played the uh, Nazi doctor.
3: Oh, yeah, and, oh, I liked him, too. Yeah, he was good. He was yeah.
6: great. He was great.
3: Yeah, he was good. Yeah. Um,
6: other than that, they're like, you know, the predictables, which we haven't seen yet, but um, I agree with A.J. about Ides of March. There's a lot of possibilities there. There's... um. Uh, Arnie Hammer, who's, who's being favored for J. Edgar, and the War Horse, which we haven't talked about. That's getting things popping up. So um, there's a few there for Neil's Aerostrap. And um, they're kind of all over the place. Yeah.
4: Don't know yet. <laughs> uh, did, did we miss anybody, Richard?
6: Eagle oh, Martinson for a Dangerous Methods.
5: Richard, do we miss anybody? Like maybe Jude Law? Or uh... yes, I, I, actually, there's three that I think could uh, be the front runners in that category. Yeah, you have got Kenneth Branagh in My Week with Marilyn, where he plays Laurence Olivier. And you have got Christopher Plummer, who's a previous nominee uh, for Beginners. He's been he's been oh oh a lot yeah. of for that. And then you have got Albert Brooks in Drive, which I think I think it's really going to be come down to one of those three at this stage. I mean, it's early days. Yeah, I know, but. It's it could uh, it's going to be interesting, because uh, Branner's due, you know, for, because he was nominated for Henry V, and should have um, been nominated for Othello and Hamlet, in my opinion. Mm.
0: <laughs>
5: and then you've got Albert Brooks, who was nominated in 1987 for Broadcast News. Uh, he's never won, like Alan Arkin, who got it for Little Miss Sunshine about uh, three, four years ago. And then uh, Christopher Plummer, who didn't. He wasn't even nominated for the insider, which I think is a crime, really, because he was. Even though he wasn't the star of that film, he he certainly. But then again, controversy came into that decision, I think, because the real Mike Wallace, who he played, uh, didn't like his portrayal in the film, and that might have. It could have been the Citizen Kane thing all over again, you know, like negative press, and that's probably why it didn't win anything.
4: Wow, Eddie, Joe, you you have brought in someone who really is into the nuts and bolts and everything. I, I I'm impressed. I I see why you brought Richard in.
2: Yes, well, as I mentioned, he's he's the one that started us thinking about this with uh, with the article that that he wrote for uh, Real Talk Movie Reviews, and so um, I'm I'm so glad that he did because it gave me a chance to find out what's coming up and, and what I should be watching out for, and I thought the listeners would enjoy that uh, too. Uh, Richard, I, I think you left out a, a, a couple of my choices uh, in terms of, well, they don't have the buzz going right now, but I'd like to get some buzz started for these two people <laughs> if I can. Right. And that would be a Christoph Waltz. In um, Water for Elephants, that was out I saw that, so yep. early in, in that, the yep. year, but I thought his his performance was just amazing, uh, close to to his win, to his Oscar win in The Inglorious Bastards, and I just hope that uh, the Academy remembers this performance and uh, and nominates him. I think he's just a tremendous actor, and this one is kind of from out of left field, but. Andy, is it Circus, the guy, the fellow that played um, Caesar, Caesar, the, yeah. the ape, yeah. in The Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Did I get that right, Richard? Yeah, is that yeah. Circus. Andy Ant- Circus, yeah. 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 Andy Circus, because he, I mean, I don't know how all the tech, technology involved in that performance, but he certainly love- wasn't uh, an ape in a monkey suit or anything like that. I mean, he had the he had to he had to show every possible emotion, and without speaking. Of course, there was some dialogue uh, later, but he just absolutely captured my heart. And then uh, the changes in in him wasn't he the same one who did Gollum? Mm-hmm.
0: Think,
2: yes, he's he's done
3: several films where you never actually saw him, but uh, just these. Uh, creatures or characters that he played, and they did all their Hollywood magic, you know, with the special effects. But he certainly is a good actor; otherwise, they wouldn't have gotten these performances that are so stunning in the final results, as in Planet of the Apes. Absolutely, he really yeah.
2: he he was. But but now again, that might be best actor instead of best supporting actor. Again, we don't know about the categories. But do you no. think there's a chance that all? for that performance to receive any kind of buzz, even though here I am speaking highly of it, and James, I think you kind of like that performance too. Yes,
3: yes I did. Yeah, I, I think it might take a while for the Academy to catch up and realize that it takes an actor to do these things, and then they're enhanced with the special effects, but it certainly does take some uh, acting skills to do that. So I hope the Academy... Can uh, look beyond the normal and maybe give this guy a nod because he certainly is good.
2: Absolutely. Well, I'm glad you feel that way, and we're we're going to toot his horn. At least I am. (laughs) Clear up through Oscar time and for Christoph Waltz too. So, what we have looks like a lot of great uh, performances to look forward to in terms of the of the um, actors. Now, why don't we uh, go now to the actresses in lead roles? Diana, you you kind of keep track of this, and um, with your your reviews, you you always make me think about the. You write a lot of reviews in, about uh, women in key roles, and I just love those reviews. So I know you're keeping track of some of the actresses who are <laughs> who are getting buzz. So let's start with you. Well, my buzz,
6: <laughs> I'm kind of like you. Here's my buzz. I'm not sure if it's everybody's, but of course the help. Um, you know viola davis was was tremendous in that um also um Octavia Spencer, who might be supporting um I think um Jessica Chaston and the debt did a great job um I liked cerise Ronan and Hannon. I thought she did very well in that um Robin Wright Penn and the conspirator oh, those yeah. are some of the ones that I have kind of been champing myself um and I know there's big buzz, which we haven't seen yet, for um, Glenn Close and Albert Nobbs because she's overdue. They say. Don't know if that counts anymore or not, but.
3: Um, Is she pregnant?
6: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Those are great. Did Did you leave anybody out? Um. No. I mean, there's.
6: You know, there's other buzz for but but I haven't seen them so I don't know. I'm anxious to see a lot of these but
2: um Me too, I, I but I like Tony Foster like fact... getting
6: buzz for Carnage and um Kara Knightley for Dangerous Method. Tilda Swinton, she's always exceptional for we need to talk about Kevin. So there's there's some buzz going around and of course Michelle for my week with Marilyn, which we haven't seen yet.
2: Yeah, I think they've got a number of uh, great uh, actresses to choose from this year, but I am uh, so glad that you mentioned Glenn Close, but I'll talk about that later. Uh, Richard, who are you looking for, uh, or who have you heard the most buzz about in terms of the uh, lead actresses in a movie role this year?
5: It looks like it's going to be between Meryl Streep and Glenn Close, although now that they've put... um, Viola Davis, in the lead category, it seems, based on some research I've done on the Internet, uh, she's not no longer going to be in supporting uh, Viola Davis, but she's going to be put in the lead. That could hurt her chances of winning oh. because of the streep and close factor.
2: Hmm. Yeah. And um, you you mentioned in your article, uh, Rooney Mara, that name is not familiar to me.
5: In The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, yeah, that's right. The buzz for that has been very, very quiet. I think it's almost died off. I mean, it's based on another film which was released two years ago, which was highly acclaimed, so it might be seen as derivative in some way. Uh, I wouldn't really hold out much hope for that except beyond maybe technical categories like sound, editing, that sort of thing.
2: I see. And, uh, AJ, um, what buzz are you hearing about actresses in lead roles?
1: The buzz I'm hearing is uh pretty much what's already been said Glenn Close versus Meryl Streep. Now just just in general it's almost like if Meryl Streep is in a movie they pretty much just instantly put in a slot for her like no matter what she does like she's going to do something she's going to get nominated for it. Right. But yeah, she's there's going to be some competition this year from Glenn Close from uh uh Michelle Williams for My Week with Marilyn. But as for Viola Davis, I would almost put her in Best Supporting Actress. Then again, I haven't seen the help yet, and uh, I haven't seen what uh, others are doing as far as putting her in either lead or supporting. Uh, I certainly, I, From what I hear, she gives a really good performance, and I think if they are planning on putting her in lead, maybe she'll have a better chance in supporting. Because, yeah, it's Glenn Close versus... Meryl Streep. They're just going to steamroll over this whole season. <laughs>
2: mm. Well, that's that seems to be the a consensus then. James, is that is that the way you see it, or is that the the buzz that you're hearing?
3: Uh, yes, sort of. Uh, I was going to mention uh, Meryl
2: Streep. Um,
3: yeah, the name of that movie is what, is it The Iron Lady or The Iron Butterfly? What is the name of that? The Iron movie? Lady. The Iron yeah. Lady. The Iron Lady. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like in the old days when Betty Davis was uh, still alive, and uh, I always thought she should win the Oscar whether she made a picture or not. And I, I feel the same way about Meryl Streep, <laughs> even if she's not in a movie, they should give her an Oscar. But uh, there, there should be some other competition too. But uh, uh, Jessica Chastain is is a gal that I've just become familiar with. She's like in 18 movies this week. And uh, she's different in each one, and so she's a marvelous chameleon actress. And uh, I did like her in The Help, and I liked her in uh, The Debt, completely different kind of a role. And also my favorite, Helen Mirren, in The Debt. I thought she was marvelous in that. So there's a
2: possibility, right? So so it's not a it, it, uh, don't think it's a it's a sure thing. And i i I'm. Really feeling very uh, eager for Glenn Close to win an Oscar, and I'm glad to see that she's getting a lot of uh, buzz for yeah. her role in in Albert uh, Nobbs. Now, here's a woman who's been nominated five times mm. for an Oscar, and uh, this may be this may be her year. I'm remembering some of her wonderful performances. Dangerous Liaisons, Fatal Attraction. Who can forget her? Run, oh, absolutely, yeah. Her acting in Fatal Attraction, The Natural. I think she was nominated for that too. The Big Chill, yeah. uh, The World According to Garp, and uh, I just hope Albert Nobbs is the one that will that will work for her. Evidently, she makes a complete change in her physical appearance for this role that she plays in Albert Nobbs. She plays. Uh, uh, she's uh, disguises herself as a as a man so that she can get a butler's job in in Dublin is that correct uh, richard i i think you've been keeping tabs on that particular uh performance
5: yes that's right and uh, having seen a clip or two on youtube actually that joe posted it looks to me like yes it could be a performance that wins the Oscar, but to me, it looks kind of staid. The the work that she does, because it's there's a lot of pauses in 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 the work. You know, somebody will ask her something, and then five seconds later she'll answer the question. <laughs> it's <laughs> one of those.
3: Maybe she was stupefied by all the makeup she had to wear. <laughs> <laughs> that,
2: that could be. Well, well, we'll we'll see about that. And then Meryl Streep. And you were mentioning uh, that she, there's always a slot for her. Doesn't she have something like 16, 16 nominations? Yes, I think so. I believe, yeah, but,
3: Betty Jo, I think she does. Yeah,
2: I believe that's a
3: record.
0: Day, yeah.
2: she surpassed Betty <laughs> Davis and Katherine Hepburn, I think. Yes, she she has won uh, won twice. One for supporting, I think, in Kramer versus Kramer, and then and then the uh, lead lead performance in uh, Sophie's Choice. But at yeah. least so she has those two Oscars, and here's poor Glenn Close, who has these <laughs> all these wonderful performances and five nominations and and uh, doesn't have her Oscar yet, so maybe this will be the the year um well, what about the supporting actresses now Diana, you mentioned um Robin uh, Wright in the Robin conspirator. Uh uh-huh. yes, I thought that was a very understated performance that was just absolutely necessary for that role about the uh, the mother of one of the conspirators in the Lincoln assassination. And um just her facial expressions and the tension in her body. I mean, this is her best performance ever and um I think people are talking about her possibly in in uh, supporting actress so that might be a possibility. I really liked uh, Jessica Chastain. I-, I thought in the debt, uh, I, was, I thought Mirren and Chastain were, were wonderful, but they took me out of the movie because they played the same character in different times, and I couldn't believe that they were the same person because uh, Chastain has a, a very pronounced cleft in her chin, and, uh, and Mirren does not. And so I couldn't. I thought, well, maybe she went to a plastic surgeon and had the cleft <laughs> removed. I the only thing that I could uh, think of. Or maybe, <laughs> but anyway, exactly they were great. You know. They were. Their their performances were were great. And um, I I think that that uh, there should be buzz about them if if there if there is no buzz. Well, did we miss anybody on the supporting actresses? Yeah, um, Octavia Spencer.
3: Octavia Spencer in *The Help*. I mentioned. Yes. Her. Did you mention that? Oh, I miss. I must have been dozing off.
2: <laughs> no, you can't do that. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
2: out there in La Jolla, where it's so beautiful. <laughs> it's true.
5: And don't forget about uh, grave.
2: <laughs> yeah, and and Richard, um, fill us in on the ones that we've missed.
5: Vanessa Redgrave in Coriolanus which is a Shakespeare play I read that uh, a couple of days ago it's a very small part but again if it's anything like um, William Hurt in A History of Violence or Ruby Dee in American Gangster she could just get in anyway just based on reputation
3: that's for sure Um, and then
5: other than that uh, uh, Emily Watson possibly in War Horse I saw the. I've seen the trailer for that a couple of times, and it's beginning to look a little corny to me. Uh, the the oh. look of it, and it could be like Sea Biscuit goes to World War One, or, or goes to Gullufly. You, know?
0: <laughs>
5: <laughs> you know, the two don't. The idea, I mean, tone is is obviously a very important thing in films, and I just don't. I don't know. It, is it going to be too heavy? Is it going to be too light? Is it going to be somewhere in between? I don't know. It's come, it comes out in December, War Horse, anyway. Um, well, Naomi Watts in J. Edgar she got nominated for 21 Grams back in 2003 which was she's an excellent a wonderful performance. actress yeah uh, other than that uh, Kate Winslet again <laughs> I say again because she's been nominated lots of times for Carnage which I I saw the trailer for that and it's it's kind of four people in the room a bit like um, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf you know the one with oh. uh, Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton a bit like that which got two actress Oscars uh, in addition to Can
4: you remind the, the, the us Richard program. has Kate Winslet ever won anything bec- uh, in the yeah. Oscars because I, I've always the reader. her The Reader
5: the, read-
3: the Reader Okay Yeah The Reader Alright yeah, yeah that
2: was She was, was good. wonderful mm, She yeah. was wonderful Great in, actress uh, Absolutely Well so, so more uh, great actresses in these supporting roles, and and uh, Jazz, I think I think you have another question now. So uh, we're moving right along. So uh, it's a good thing we we uh, extended the show <laughs> for fifteen minutes. <laughs> so uh, you're on, Jazz.
4: We 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 should because I, we're only now just getting into the meat of it. I don't know why Betty Joe is so kind. To me, because, uh, you know, the one everybody's champing at the bit for in the chat room, I can guarantee you already, is, of course, the, the one everybody waits up all night. You stay up late and drink your coffee so you can stay up to find out about Best Picture. And uh, last time I went Lady first, but this time I, I, I have to rely on my old friend and confidant and drinking buddy, A.J., uh, as to what his predictions are for the big buzz for the best picture, because I, I am confident that AJ is waiting to tell us that both The Hangover Part Two and Green Lantern are at the top of his list. It's probably a runoff between the two. But which one is it, AJ?
1: Jazz, you are a gentleman and a scholar, and Hancock is still a terrible movie. Uh, neither yeah. of those. <laughs> neither, neither of those, I would think. I'd go with Shark Night 3D. I did, all the way. I'm betting all my money. All
4: the way,
0: excellent uh, choice,
4: my friend. I enjoyed every moment of it.
0: You I know.
1: know. Uh, let's see. Best picture. It looks like this is going to be sort of the year of the feel good movie. Like I feel that War Horse is going to get in there on a slot. The Help. It's it, the Help is kind of seems like this year's Blind Side. It's a very popular movie, and it's another, and it's another kind of nostalgic, you know, feel good movie. And uh, it's, it's making a lot of money. I feel that it's going to be in there. Uh, Jay Edgar and Ides of March are probably going to get uh, slots in there because they're some of the big important ones uh, this fall. Maybe Midnight in Paris, the Woody Allen one, might sneak in there just because it's his most success, Woody Allen's most successful one yet, and uh, and it's one of his most critically acclaimed in a long time, at least since uh, Match Point. And maybe for a dark horse, maybe Drive. You know, maybe there's some of the uh, people on the Academy who can appreciate a good, well-made thriller, which is what I've heard uh, Drive is. So maybe might sneak yeah. in there in one of those extra slots. So you don't see any
4: chance that Sherlock Holmes is even going to get a nod?
1: It, I'm sure it'll be a good movie, and I'm sure it'll get a lot of support in the technical categories, but Sherlock Holmes, uh, it doesn't seem like one that would uh get much uh prestige at least in when it comes to like uh best picture it will be a well liked movie it'll be a very successful movie and just like the first one it'll probably be a really fun movie it probably will not get into that uh final best picture uh, lineup though
4: Okay, well, James, obviously anyone like A.J. who did not appreciate Hancock as one of the greatest films of all time doesn't know what they're talking about, so you'll probably have an entirely different set of choices for best film.
3: Well, John Hancock <laughs> is my favorite movie of all time.
4: It thank, even you. Pop- thank you, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Well, here's pop- a man of good taste.
3: A <laughs> it pox even on you, all all day. Day. Yeah, a pox. <laughs> I did have a question for A.J., though. Uh, when were you released from the asylum? I, I don't know. They said any day now.
0: <laughs>
3: well, I have an unusual pick, and I haven't even seen it yet, but I think it might have possibilities. And that's the new version of the Three Musketeers. It has Christoph Waltz in it, Betty Joe, and Yay. Orlando Bloom. Orlando Bloom, and that that just might be a, a sleeper kind of a movie because. It's action, and it's drama, and it's fun, and it could be in the best picture category. And I think probably Johnny Depp's uh, The Rum Diary might be considered as one of the best movies. The Help, I mean, how could uh, how could uh, Jazz go wrong there? He's, he had excellent picks. The Help. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Hancock. Wait. <laughs> And, I don't know, maybe this little picture Fifty Fifty with Joseph Gordon-Levitt, one of my favorites. I've been watching him since he was a little kid. I always thought he was a good actor. So uh, those are a few. I you just know.
4: read an article on Fifty Fifty uh this weekend, as a matter of fact, and, and I was curious, is that going to get any wide release or is it going to be pretty much oh, a yes, wide release? Oh, yes,
6: we're, we're seeing it tonight, and they have two more screenings coming up in the next couple of weeks, but yes. yeah. Oh,
4: fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. And there's there's Diana jumping in, so why don't you finish up? I, I'm sure you disagree with them on at least something about Sorry. the Best Picture buzz.
6: Um, well, you know, it's the same old thing. It's like I can't champion something I haven't seen. So of, of the only ones that I've seen so far that might be on that Ten category would be the Help, the Debt, and the Warrior. But since I just talked to Steven Spielberg and Peter Jackson at Comic-Con, I would like to ask Yay. Richard what he thinks of The Adventures of Tintin. If that's a potential, I, I
2: haven't heard a lot
6: about it. I mean, or, um, it's,
5: it, it's been been put out there, you know, as, as a as a possible. Uh, is, is it animated? I'm not. I'm not entirely sure what's. Uh, it's uh, what motion it's all capture.
6: About. Yeah,
5: it's, oh, it's motion yeah, capture yeah. again. I see. Yeah. Yep. Like yeah. Uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Right. I see. Yeah.
0: Uh,
5: but no, no, not a lot. No, I haven't heard a lot about it. Okay.
4: It sure all right. Well, Richard, done, do you have anything uh, else, sir? I- I'm sorry, Diana. Did, did you, you have more than no, than done. that? I'm okay. Go ahead, Richard.
5: Yeah, about Best Picture. Has anybody heard anything about Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close, which is the Stephen I think Stephen Daldry. Uh, I've got the synopsis here. It says a nine-year-old amateur inventor, jewelry designer, astrophysicist, tambourine player, and pacifist searches <laughs> New York for the lock that matches a mysterious key. Left by his father, who was killed on September eleventh, two thousand and one. I don't know what you all make of that.
2: Hmm.
5: <laughs> now I have not was heard that, of Sandra Bullock.
2: Sandra Bullock and Tom Hanks, right?
5: That's absolutely right. Yeah, and, and Stephen Daldry, the director, got he got nominated for for the first three films he he did, which were Billy Elliot, The Hours, and The Reader. But he didn't win, mm-hmm. obviously, for those films. But uh, that's one. Is that another December release, Richard? That's being released yes, in December. I believe it is December, yes. Okay. Uh
2: the, yes, it is. December twenty fifth, I think, right on Christmas.
5: Oh.
4: Talk about cutting it <laughs> close to the wire. I guess they really want to get in for the Oscar buzz. Hmm.
5: Well that's the time to do it, I think.
2: I think you had Hugo on your list in your in your article, Richard. Um, And that seems to be getting some buzz. Could you say a little bit about Hugo?
5: I've seen the trailer for it. It's Martin Scorsese picture, and it looks like it's Martin Scorsese light, if you know what I mean. (laughs) It's a cross between Polar Express and Borat.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. There's a special
5: Baron Cohen in it. Uh, That's that's an AJ movie. I know. It's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I was oh, in the all right myself. I couldn't get past the the joke the, the crazy humour in it. I got But so that got a screenplay nomination as you probably know but um I, I don't That's hold awesome. out a lot of hope for it. That and Warhorse look vulnerable to me based on, on the clips I've seen in trailers and previews and I think there's a lot Because they say early hype can backfire and I think it's gonna happen with those two films. Although Spielberg and Scorsese are definitely uh, Oscar-worthy in, in the sense that uh, they, they always bring out something the Academy wants to see, and even if it's just in a technical category, category they'll nominate it.
2: Well, you know, we I forgot to mention um, that we have a new situation with the number of uh, movies that will be um, nominated for Best Picture. Now, for a long time, there were yeah. five, and then we had the uh, ten the notorious yeah. 10 and now the academy has said that we they they're not sure that there will be 10 because there's a new system of voting where if a film doesn't get at least doesn't get 5% of the first vote that's right um yeah that that it will not be uh nominated so we could have five films we could have six or seven or eight or nine or 10 so well we
0: debated
4: that when that. that rule first came out, Betty Joe, and, and as I recall, it was sort of a split vote on the show, wasn't it, about whether ten was really a good idea or whether it just cluttered the right. field too much.
2: Right. I, I I I liked it when it was five, but um but this one will be kind of interesting to see how it comes out. You know, we've neglected our chatters. I am so sorry about that. So I want to check with Nikki now. Nikki, um What's happening in the chat room? Do we have any questions or comments or reactions you'd like to share with the group? Well, I was about to be upset until you guys mentioned the help, but
1: I noticed that none of you mentioned it for Best Picture. And I was curious how many of you I have did. seen it. Because I, did. I think, yeah, okay, good good good, 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 I might have been in another call. I think that it it, it was an amazing movie. And I think
2: they it can get Best Actress, Supporting Actress and Movie, screenplay wow. everything. It's just it was well, great. Well, certainly getting a lot of buzz in terms of the box office, you can say box office buzz mm-hmm. for sure on that uh, and and uh, the help has been been uh, mentioned here by our film critics in a, in a number of categories, but did uh, didn't, did didn't Diana did you mention the help for best picture? Yes, I did. Okay. that must so, have been so we you know, I was have- multitasking so <laughs> Well, you do that so well, too. I, so, I guess obviously yeah, I don't. I, I don't, <laughs> I don't anything well, else? We need the help. From no, the that chat. was the one. That was the one that everybody was saying. Like, well, thank we you. Pray. Well, thank you <laughs> thank for you uh, for bringing for bringing that up. And um, so now we do have time, since we extended the uh, time of the show, to talk about uh, movies that we have seen. Because our last question is which films that are already out, films that were released prior to today, (laughs) do you think are the best movies of the year so far? So um, I'm going to ask James to tell us which movies he thinks. And this doesn't have anything to do with Buzz. This can be just your own opinion. James. Yeah, I would pick uh, Warrior first. Uh, I thought that was an excellent
3: film. Uh, I hope people don't mistake it that it's a fight film, because it really isn't. It's a wonderful drama about the relationship between a father and two estranged sons, and it's it's really a wonderful film, uh, especially with Nick Nolte giving such a performance. The performance of his life, I think. It's the best thing he's ever done. And my other uh, favorite was The Help, uh, To <laughs> Make sure we get that in there. I thought that was one of the best pictures. It's heartening. It's funny. It's dramatic. And I don't know how true it is because I'm not from the South, but uh, I heard some talk that it wasn't all that accurate about Southern living, but who knows? It's fiction. So I think it's fiction, isn't it? Uh, oh, no I, think, no, I think it was based on somebody's life, yeah. So those are the two films I would have to say so far. The rest of the year were horrible movies. They were all bad. Don't bother to go. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Not even to Mr. Potter's Penguins. (laughs) Oh, well, yes, that one, too, because you know how much I love Jim Carrey.
2: All right. Well, A.J., what what do you think are the best films that you've seen so far this year? Uh, unfortunately, because I kind of live uh, out in the
1: sticks here in uh, Wisconsin, I don't get to see a lot of the the typical uh, best movie list uh, until it usually hits the video store or hits Netflix. A lot of the theater stuff that I see is the, is the very mainstream stuff. You know, that said, I did like uh, I liked Super 8. That was one of the better movies uh, this mm-hmm. summer. I did get to see Midnight in Paris, uh very good movie. Uh Insidious, one of the uh be- probably the best horror movies so far this year. Very creepy, uh freaked me out. I also I also liked Rubber, which is the best movie about a telekinetic killer tire you will ever see in your life. You can quote <laughs> me on that. And then uh my no. favorite movie of the year so far is actually a documentary, uh the greatest movie ever sold, Morgan Spurlock. Oh, yeah. I know uh I know that uh, it it got some decent uh, press, but I seem to be uh, in the minority here and really liking it. It's one of the most uh, funny, truthful, and just sort of cleverly designed movies where it's sort of the movie is the story, like the making of the movie is the point that he's trying to make about advertising and product placement in society. And Morgan Spurlock, he doesn't, uh, push you in any direction he's not saying this is good this is bad he's just showing the process as is and he made it absolutely fascinating so greatest movie ever sold my favorite of the year so far
2: wow that's that's an interesting uh group that you have they're uh pretty diverse what about you diana i i'll bet the help will be on your list yes i've already
6: mentioned the ones on my list which are the help the debt warrior um The Conspirator, again, I liked Hannah. Um, Documentary, I thought Buck was an incredible documentary that that got a huge response here about the um, horse whisperer. And for animated, I think I like Kung Fu Panda. Oh,
2: (laughs) all right, Kung Fu Panda 2, right? Yeah, (laughs) I liked it better the first. Uh-huh. Well the, those are those are great choices too. And how about you Richard? What uh you probably see uh different types of movies over there in uh, across the pond and um but you eventually get most of most of our releases. What are the best movies that you've seen so far this year?
5: Well I was rather surprised to see Meek's Cutoff with uh Michelle Williams um got a DVD release uh, so early. Um I saw reviews for that in May, and, and I saw that last month on DVD. But unfortunately, it won't be considered for the Best Picture race, because it's a terrible film, I thought, anyway. <laughs> um, it's, it, it meanders. It's The night scenes, you can't see anybody. You can see the light from the campfire, obviously, but you can't see anybody. And, and there's about five scenes where, of ten minutes long each where you don't see anything. It, it, I, I just thought it was so amateurish. <laughs>
2: I hate that when it happens.
5: <laughs> but, which uh, film is that? It, it, that's Meek's Cut Off.
2: Meek oh.
3: Cut
5: Directed by Kelly Reichardt, I think her name is. is that how, I think I you pronounce it. Yeah. But the one I think, which could end up in the Best Picture race as as a surprise nominee, could be Rango, because if you think, remember, with when the when the Best Picture field was expanded from five to ten, we had Up in two thousand nine, which was nominated and last year, or or I should say earlier in the year, rather, we had Toy Story 3. So I I think, because it's got such a great rating on Rotten Tomatoes at uh, 88%, it it looks like it's going to do very well, if not Best Picture as a nominee. Not a a win, obviously, because an animated film has never won Best Picture, not even, well, I I think Snow White should have been nominated back in 1937, because it it started it all off, you know, but... um, no, definitely best animated feature that that'll that'll
4: appear and I think. Well, I'm glad somebody mentioned Rango at least. I thought nobody was going to mention it. I I, I don't know if it's a, an Oscar film, but I I think it was certainly a, a a fun film and you know, and a good entertaining evening's out. Yeah.
2: Right, and it it probably will receive best animated nomination. I I would I would think and and I hope that for Diana's sake that Kung Fu Panda too, cuz that's on her best of the year so far so i'm gonna have to see that i haven't seen that but based on diana's recommendation i'm going to see that Uh, my i I have sort of a short list because this hasn't been the greatest movie year of all time and i'm sorry to say but i absolutely loved water for elephants i liked larry crown very much although uh, i'm one of the few critics i think who did enjoy that and Rise of the Planet of the Apes I was absolutely stunned that I enjoyed that movie so much because it wasn't what I was expecting I mean it had so much humanity connected with it as well as you know the the wonderful special effects and and those uh, those great apes <laughs> when they're when they're on a rampage oh what what scenes that uh, we had in that movie I loved the source code at the beginning of the year with Jake Gyllenhaal and um, michelle monahan and the adjustment bureau which my family just uh, laughs whenever i even mentioned it but i thought it was <laughs> yep. i thought it was an excellent film and a very very romantic film uh, wonderful chemistry between matt damon and um emily blunt so those are mine and and how about you uh, jazz what were your favorites
4: well uh they've pretty much the- already been mentioned i i thought uh, Rango was good. I, I'm with you as far as, you know, a lot of times I like films that I just like, uh, and I, I know AJ could come in endlessly on that. I thought Planet <laughs> was a great movie. I, I thought it was a lot of fun. It was technically fabulous. Uh, I, I thought the story was touching. I, I thought the score was good. But, uh, you know, and, and it was just a great time. We went on one of the afternoon uh, uh, showings, you know, to see it, you know, even even with discount tickets, not in 3D, just in 2D. Uh, and I enjoyed it, but it once again, it, it's one of those films, and, and there's a possibility that Sherlock Holmes this year is going to fall into that category, too, that I'm really going to like it, but these are films that do not win Oscars because the people who decide this are, I'm, I'm sorry to say, a bit snooty, and they go in for a lot of factors that don't involve things like... Do people really have a good time when they go sit down and watch the movie? And it's like the great unwashed masses don't know what they like, which is why I think a lot of these other, uh, you know, types of award ceremonies came up. But, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed Planet of the Apes, and uh, and I think we might have a few in, in the crop, you know, like uh, Sherlock Holmes, uh, towards the Christmas season that hopefully will be better. But, yeah, there were I saw quite a few disappointing things this year, too.
2: Right, and we always think that they're that they're going to get better, and I I know they will because this is the time of year when when they save the quality films uh, to release for awards consideration. But I hope they don't forget Water for Elephants, Larry, Crown, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, The Source Code, and the Adjustment Bureau, and um, for uh, for Diana, and for James, and for Nikki, I hope they don't forget the help. I regret to say that our time is almost up, even though we did extend it. It just went by so quickly, and I want to thank Richard, Diana, James, and AJ for being such wonderful guests. It was a treat hearing about the early Oscar buzz from each of you, and now I have a better idea about which movies and actors to keep an eye on this year, and I hope the listeners feel the same way. This is Betty Jo Tucker giving a big shout-out to the folks at Blog Talk Radio and at WRSP936 for their support. Thanks, as always, to Nikki and Jazz for everything they do to make Movie Attic Headquarters such fun to host. Thanks also to our chatters and other listeners. I hope everyone enjoyed the show. I sure did. Please come back next time for another lively discussion about movies. In the meantime, don't you forget to check out our film reviews at RealtalkReviews.com. That's R E E L, RealtalkReviews.com. That's all for now, folks. So let's call on Brian Ferry to take us out with a reminder about how great movies can be. Here's as time goes by from the 1942 Oscar winning Casablanca, which I believe is jazz his favorite movie of all time.
0: You must remember this A kiss is still a kiss A sigh is just a sigh As time goes by